Ladies, if this is a ship, we're sailing to shit town. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet. I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs. We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Lance Wackerly. So, Wackerly, we are back for a uh, 393, just to let you know. Yep. Do you realize that? <laughs> I realize <laughs> you, seem, that. you seem really enthused over there. I was thinking, like, remember how when it turned 2000, everybody was like, oh, it's a big deal. It's the year 2000. It's the new millennium. But then there was always those nerds who were like, actually, because there was no year zero, the year two, the, the next <laughs> millennium doesn't come till 2001. Uh, one. So we could be like, well, now this is the last show. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be dicks. Like, gotcha. Yeah, we fooled you last time. Now this really is the last show. Because technically, there was no show zero. <laughs> What, what I found funny about really it, apply, I mean, but I think it's funny. There were quite a few people that were like, "Don't stop, don't stop." It's good that you didn't quit, and like all these other people that posted on our Facebook page, like they didn't stop. Spoiler, but really, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I like the spoilers. I like the spoilers too. I like just the same people who spoil movies on in forum stuff. <laughs> I ruined it for you. Good job. I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad that brings you pleasure. I'm sure now they're not going to listen to it. Anyway, sure. people, we're back. You live a very fulfilled life. We're still in your iPod for now, at least. Um, you know, Wackerly, I'm going to stop. I can't really ridicule nerds anymore because I did something that was the epitome of nerdiness yesterday. Hmm. And it was such a pathetic attempt to try to get some ass. <laughs> you know, did you get ass? That's the first question. Well, I got some digits. But uh, it's not digits are not ass. Well, so, eventually yes, it yes, might so whatever lead you did, to ass. You said is typically nerdy. But so anyway, you know, you know, uh, Ryan Keeley, who's been on the show before, Ryan Keeley, uh, former penthouse pet. Uh, she's also on the cover of my book. Um, she moved two doors down from me, so we hang out a lot now. Like um, we'll go to lunch, go on a hike sometimes. I can when you can picture me in nature hiking. Uh huh. She was really funny. She showed what up. What does the, she wear? Like short, hot booty shorts and like a you know like a V neck shirt, and I'm wearing like all black shirt covering all my you know covering my tattoos of course and black pants. And she was just like, "Is that your Don't hiking wear any outfit?" Deodorant. <laughs> Why? Because then the musk, the pheromones, the musk will attract her. <laughs> Probably. And you guys can shag in the woods and get like a scorpion up your asshole. <laughs> Bug bites. On my taint. So yeah, anyway, wouldn't you, put up, wouldn't you put up with that? Yeah, for sure. I got a mosquito bite on my dick, but I got to fuck. It was worth it. But so uh, we're walking. She's telling me she's like, "Hey, what are you doing uh, this Wednesday? You know, I host a Magic the Gathering. Why party. do you want to fuck? Oh, Magic the Gathering. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's what I was wondering when she said that. And she's like, "I host a Magic the Gathering party at my house every Wednesday. It's a new thing that we're doing. So, and I'm looking at her. I'm like, Magic the Gathering, really? I mean, have you ever played that, Wackerly? I mean, you're you're probably one of the biggest no. nerds I know, and you've never played no. it. I've never played it. I don't like collecting things. Mm. 
I mean, I have a bunch of comic books, but I bought them so I could read them. I mean, I don't give a shit about them. They're not in plastic containers or anything. Well, I mean, how much collecting goes into? I don't. I don't know much about Magic: The Gathering. I think. I think you just have a card pack of cards, a deck of cards that you take. You have different packs. Like I think there's like. Yeah, I think you got to buy a lot of them to be good. Well, maybe. I, mean, I think you get better packs as your skill level advances. But so <laughs> probably. I, anyway, Sounds she invites dirty. me over there, and I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll see." Eh. And I'm thinking, you know, Ryan Keeley's definitely hot. Probably won't have sex with this pitiful-looking Jew. But I, I was just kind of like, you know, I, I don't know if it's worth me having to go over there and try to learn Magic the Gathering. To just show uh, up with no pants on. At the Magic the, the Gathering the old, party? The old Ted Kennedy maneuver. If Ted Kennedy went to a Magic the Gathering party, do you think he would have pants on? No. And neither would Bob Filner. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm, I'm sitting at home. Obviously not going to the Magic the Gathering party. And I'm looking on Twitter, and she posted a tweet saying, like, all these sexy ladies in my house for the Magic the Gathering. And I click on the picture, I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, there's, like, ten, like, super, super hot chicks, like, very attractive women playing Magic the Gathering. Mm -hmm. So then, of course, I just grabbed a bottle of wine. I went over there because she lives two doors down. And, yeah, you know, it, it was surreal. I always thought this game was, like, the bastion of dorkdom. Like, these are, this is what dorks do. You know, virgins who are in their mid-20s, that are in college, you know, graduate school, this is what they do for fun instead of drinking. That's what I thought went, what, what is what occurred. I didn't think women played Magic the Gathering. A lot, the other thing that happens is uh, adult men play it, and then, like, they go play it at the gaming workshop or whatever, the gaming store. And then all these, like, you know, 8 to 12-year-olds also come and play it. So it's like a Nambla thing. Yes. Like they're grooming. Grooming. Yeah. So, you know, that's Were what I thought. Were there any children there? But this, so this defied my expectations. I went over there. There's one other guy, a uh, writer named Chad Colchin. He's a cool guy. Uh -oh, um, competition. And this guy actually knew the game very well. Like, he mm. used to do tournaments in college. Like he, and he, like, made money off the game in these tournaments. So he, he, had, he had his own decks and everything. But yeah, anyway. Well, I mean, how did you get by with the fact that you didn't have any cards of your own? Well, so I just kind of showed up and was chatting up the birds. But there were like, I don't know, oh, like three game. penthouse pets, you know, their friends, all these hot girls. Like there were probably 10 girls there and us two, two dudes. When did this happen? Like when did this happen that I don't know when did it hot, sexy girls play Magic the Gathering? They also belong to a Dungeons and Dragons group that meets at the uh, Meltdown comic book store. And I guess it's like led by uh, Satine Phoenix, who's a uh, former porn star. When, 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 did this, when did this take place? Like, when did nerdiness become like geek chic? <laughs> it's called geek chic. Why aren't you taking advantage of this, Wackerly? Uh, I, don't, I don't know how to play Magic the Gathering. Well, Dungeons and Dragons, I mean, it's... I don't know how to play that either. <laughs> did, did you know, when did hot chicks start playing these games? That's what I want to know. Well, they've been playing video games for a while, right? But I don't get them to do that either. Uh... I, I was, like, astonished. I was sitting there at one point, and I looked over that chat guy. I'm like, when you were back in college, because he's, like, around our age. I'm like, whatever, a few what years did, ago. Well, let me put it on its head. What did geek girls, or sorry, what did hot girls do before they were doing geeky stuff? I don't know, like, trimming each other's pubic hair. We'll see, that's like not putting true. makeup on. No, you're, you're making light of my question, of my, of my science no, experiment. They went to get their manicures, mani-pedis. That's what they do. Yeah, but I, 
Okay, let me ask you this: at at the Magic the Gathering lady party, did did they all have tore up fucking hands and feet? No, no, they're I still mean, getting they the mani pedis, right? Yeah, but this is like their so that's that's, time, that's not the, that's not the answer. What filled this Magic the Gathering time slot for these women before they f- discovered Magic the Gathering? I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's the mystery. What the fuck were they doing? And now it's watching like... 90, watching 90210? Possibly, but now I think the nerdiness has become very cool. I mean, you could say like, uh, you know, like, uh, what's his name? The uh, nerdist guy, Hardwick. I mean, he's kind of that followed this geek chic wave that's going on now. And it's very popular here now in LA. Like this one girl, I was talking to this one girl who was wearing glasses, kind of like my glasses... Not, they don't they even have a have prescription. In them? No, she, she didn't even have a prescription. No, she had lenses in it, but she didn't have a prescription because she had, uh, you know, the LASIK, LASIK eye surgery. So I was All like, right. how much, how much uh, Instagramming was going on with this thing? A lot of Instagramming. That's where. Uh, well, I saw it. Now, now it's Twitter. coming out. So this is just a fashion accessory. You mean Magic the Gathering? Well, everybody accepts that now that glasses, like the big plastic glasses, like you said, with fake lens. You know, they have lenses, but there's no refractivity to them i guess or what you say everybody accepts that that's a fashion thing like in vogue if you look through an entire uh, issue of vogue some of the girls will have glasses on purely because it accentuates the outfit or whatever right well the you know the nerdy librarian look or that's a thing no nobody says like well when did that i mean nobody's like everybody accepts that right i mean that's been going on for a long time maybe even since like the 70s or something right it's been going on a while, yeah. No, where, where? I mean, so this is just that. You mean so they're playing? The ultimate goal is the Instagramming. So they're doing this just to post on Facebook, and I, uh, I mean, you know, I'm going to get a lot of hate. For that. You don't? Okay, so you don't think these attractive women actually enjoy playing this game? I read Ryan Keeley's uh, Twitter, whatever feed. And it, apparently she does really like it. So well, she's, she's a nerdy start- chick, though. Like, she's into, like, she's really into comic yeah. books. She I, I has guess a podcast. I, I find it weird that the, there's this group of ten of them. That's, That's what, what I, I found. I found it completely bizarre. It made no sense. And when I asked that guy, Chad, if, if back in college, if he got laid when he'd win a tournament playing Magic the Gathering, um, did he get, you know, asked for that? Or did he have groupies? And he was like, no, never. He goes, this is something I hid from women. Like, I didn't let women know that I played Magic the Gathering or attended Magic the Gathering tournaments. And I was thinking, yeah, I do the same thing with podcasting. I usually don't tell them till later, like after like we've had sex a few times. Then I'll let it slip out that I host a podcast. Well, you have some attractive women on your vidcast. So. Yeah, vidcasts are a bit different because... Uh, you know, it's affiliated with the station. Although now also I think now, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe before, a few years ago, it wasn't cool to have a podcast. But apparently now it might be cool. I, I don't know. You know what I called it? Magic ass gathering. Because there's a lot of magical ass going on there. It would be funny. And, I mean, this uh, guy who's the writer, you said that he's like friends with them outside of just Magic the Gathering, right? But he, well, And he's good at it. Well, he's friends with yeah. He's good friends with Ryan. So she you should go. Him. You should just go to the one of these games workshop stores. You know where they sell the cards and they sell fucking thirty sided die and stuff. 
and just go out and like recruit a ringer, like a true, just fucking disgusting, like, you know, doesn't bathe property ringer. Who's really good. And just bring him to the party and have him just kick all their asses into the ground. Well, <laughs> and then just leave and just be like later bitches. So he would be like, like, what? like a kind of guy who actually like my has, proxy. Like, yeah. Like, well, just, you know, as an, ex- just a social experiment, <laughs> like a guy who like actually has flies buzzing around. Just him show him like, this is a real nerd who plays magic the gathering don't say anything i i think to, to let make the social experiment work just don't say anything just be like oh this is this is jeff <laughs> who's jeff uh, this guy i know he really likes the game though so i thought, thought i'd bring him and just, just you know he is so into magic the Gathering. here's the type of guy that i'm trying to get you to profile and find a guy is so into magic the gathering that he doesn't even give a shit and even notice that like you know these are playboy playmates and Penthouse really, pets. You know, hot chicks. Yeah. The proverbial hot chick. Like he doesn't but just even like, care. All, all he's there for is to win and <laughs> just decimate anybody who doesn't have, you know, he, you want the kind of guy who's going to be offended by how, you know, how, how long have you, did you say you've been playing this yeah. and you're this bad still? Like he's <laughs> going to be, yeah, he's going to be offended by the cards that this girl is putting yeah, down. A lot, of, a lot of this, like the girl plays a card and he's like, <laughs> scoffing. Really? Really? That's what you're going to play? <laughs> So you're, you ever you're heard saying of the Jeffersonian can... Maneuver Part Three that was developed in 1985? Never play that card. You're saying I should bring the comic book guy? Yes. Yeah, that might work. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He'd probably eat all their chips and salsa. Perfect. Be good. Perfect. You know who I wouldn't bring to Magic the Gathering because I don't think he'd be very, um, very into it is the Reverend Bob Larson. Do you know who Bob that is, Wackley? Bob Larson. Bob Larson, the Rev. Well, religious people don't like that stuff. They think it's like Dungeons and Dragons, you know, notoriously was associated with Satan. Well, that's the thing. Bob Larson's well acquainted with Satan. He is a professional exorcist. And I actually saw him live on a Friday. A friend of mine sent an email saying, hey, you guys want to go check out Bob Larson? I guess Bob Larson, much like other evangelical ministers, uh, tours around. They do these free seminars. So he, Bob Larson was doing a free seminar where he was going to exercise people in the audience. And it was out by LAX at the Embassy Suites. And it was totally free. And you find out why it's free. Like, you go there. The Embassy Suites. Oh, yeah. Well, you go there. Is and it he's in just, the Embassy Suites? Or yeah, it was in one of the conference rooms. Oh, right. And it, you go there, and it's like he puts his DVD on. Next thing you know, he's just shilling all his, sh- his crap. You know, his Jesus crap. So it's like Bob – so Bob Larson – a little quick recap, a little history here on Bob. Um, he's an American radio and television evangelist. Now he's based in uh, Arizona. He's also authored numerous books on rock music and Satanism, written from a Christian perspective. Uh, he's been an anti-rock music evangelist since the 60s. And so he's written like... <laughs> all, all rock music? Or all just... rock music. And he's like written Pat like... Pat Boone sings the metal hits? I'm sure he'd be against it. Um, he's written like 10 books exposing the evils of rock and roll. This is between 67 and uh, 88. What about, the, uh, what about the Osmonds? Well, I don't know about that. I think it's like mainly like heavier metal. Like he's definitely oh, against right. heavy metal. He was against Motley Crue. He was against, he was against Fleetwood Mac. Well, yeah. So a lot of people I mean, are. I think that's Stevie Nicks. She does a lot of cocaine. That voice. God, that voice is so grating. I'd be against it too. Only Satan could produce a voice like that. Um, if you do a search for Bob Larson on YouTube, you can see some clips from his radio show, which is actually kind of funny. Like he will have callers call in and he'll get them to accept Christ. 
and occasionally he'll have musicians call in. So some of my favorite calls are uh, are from the the arguments he get into with uh, Glenn Benton, who's a singer of Deicide. Hmm. Oh, dude, it's hilarious. Big Glenn. Fan. Glenn Benton's like arguing with him about Satan and music. Uh, there's another interview with a band called Asheron, which is kind of cool too. But yeah, in the eighties, I mean, Bob Larson was, he had a TV show briefly. He had like a, um, uh, he, his radio show was huge in the Christian community and he would have Satanists come on and debate them. Like he, he had Zena LaVey, who was the spokesperson for the church of Satan, Anton's daughter. And, like, yeah, they would debate each other and all that. His children, he's got three daughters. All three are pretty hot. Well, one's 14. But the other ones are hot, uh, the legal ones. Um, they're all exorcists. Bryn and her friends. Okay, she has two friends. Bryn and uh, Tess and Savannah Schirkenbach, 18 and 21. And they, they're all teenage exorcists. I think it's weird like, not even one of the daughters was like, oh, yeah, what dad does is lame. I don't I know how many that kids he about has. Anton Lavey's daughter too. I think I tend to think if my dad was really like high up in the Church of Satan, I'd be like, "That's the lamest shit ever." I think it'd be <laughs> kind of last thing I'm going to do. You don't think that would be cool? You could be like, "All right, no, I'll make me a high priest. I want to do something." No, everybody's dad's lame. It's, but, you it's know, an axiom. Your dad is always lame. I thought dad my dad would lame. give me like some kind of holy powers or something, because being a rabbi and all that. And no. So lame. He instead he made me like really study even it? harder. Sure you could have gone and become a rabbi, but no. You're like fuck that. Temple is lame. You know it's funny. The other day I was watching the jazz singer, and there are so many parallels to that movie to my life. Um, I've never seen that movie. You've never seen the fucking jazz singer? No. We should stop this podcast right now and just watch the jazz singer. Oh, can we end it? <laughs> no, I'm just saying we I should. No, you hadn't seen the jazz singer. It we, is over. We should live podcast and just comment on the jazz singer. Maybe we'll do a special episode of Sick and Wrong where we'll both watch the jazz singer and just comment on it. Mystery Science Theater. Is there a 3, novelization that we could just read? On air? you and your reading of the novels. What I never got was you know I've always heard oh the jazz singer is this great movie. But then I go and look at, you know, I go to the, the, the DVD store, I guess back then, you know, the, the VHS rental store, and I'm going through, like, oh, do you have the jazz singer? And then I pick it up, and I'm like, a white guy? <laughs> what? Well, Why is he, he a white guy? White peri- he was singing white jazz. Like, jazz, jazz back in the jazz day is, was like... Jazz is African-American person's music. Yeah, but they, they they were doing the white gentrified kind of jazz. Whatever. You know? If you're going to make a movie called The Jazz Singer, it should be about you know nat king cole or something now if you want to do do a movie called the white jazz singer then yeah put fucking what's his name in it however though neil diamond was singing in like black clubs in harlem with all black band like in the in the movie he he sneaks off from show like he was he jumped you know like leaves early uh to the uh, dismay of his father because he's, yes. he's a cantor, a chazan, and he sneaks away and he's performing in this club and a big race fight breaks out. They're like, a white boy on stage? And, it's just, and then there's a big fist fight. And he gets arrested. And the dad finds out and was like, what are you doing with your life, son? You're supposed to be a cantor. And you know my father, I was a cantor. And my dad wanted me to be a cantor. And instead, what do I do? Run off and start doing a radio show. Yeah, but not in black clubs. <laughs> <laughs> We're all black, though. Talked about uh, Satan. Uh, Listen to black weak, metal. Weak. <laughs> you right, should whatever. go to you should go like to Compton and just set up your microphone and be like, so uh, 
Did you hear about that time? <laughs> I think I would. I wouldn't be a jazz singer. I would be like the podcast guy. You know, and my movie would be the podcast guy. But it's the same thing. You know, my dad, his father's a rabbi, was really disappointed in him. But then he wins his favor. My dad eventually, you know, he was even on the show. There you go. A long time ago, yeah. But it's a good movie. You should go check it out. Who plays his his dad? Do you remember? Yeah, some old Jewish guy. Um, was it a, uh, I'm not, I could just run some old Jewish name. So back Mason. to Bob Larson, the topic on hand. We're not going to start Jew bashing. I know that's where Rackley was going with Who's that. Jew bashing. Um, speaking of Jew bashing, I wonder if Bob Larson could exercise a Jew out of me. I was going to ask him if he could. Could he um, smell you? <laughs> he just an unclean presence in this room. He sprayed me with holy water. It burned. and He just kind of left me alone. But uh, he does this thing now called the DWJD, which is do what Jesus did. And it's a uh, course that he's doing where you that can become a, a... stolen from WWJD. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's totally different. Do what Jesus did. Oh, okay. And apparently Jesus uh, used to charge people a lot of money for online courses and uh, for a little tinfoil cross. And uh, just built a Mr. lot of people Have you ever out seen of money. the Mr. Show uh, sketch about the 13th Apostle? Who is the motive? Who is like <laughs> the motivational speaker guy? <laughs> That's kind of what uh, I wonder. If Bob Larson was the thirteenth apostle. <laughs> what if I told you I could get you eternal salvation for just nineteen ninety five a month? <laughs> Jesus and Jesus is like played by Bob Odenkirk, obviously, and the thirteenth uh, apostle is played by David Cross. <laughs> Jesus is like no. His name's like Fred or something. No, Fred, sit down. We're giving this away for free. It's God's. It's the good news. <laughs> it's like, well, how about fifteen dollars a month? <laughs> so Bob is. He's offering. He, at first, he plays his DVD. It's a three-hour seminar. Second, the, the second hour, he's talking about his course. This is not the seminar. Or this is the seminar that you went to? Yeah, this is what I went to on Friday. It's from seven it to ten. It was free, right? But he's totally trying free. to get you to come back for other stuff. Well, no, he's getting you to sign up for his courses. Okay. And so he has these, these uh, a variety of online courses, $1,000 for 10 classes. And then you get this like Probably aluminum cross, which is like his uh, exorcism cross. It's like this aluminum cross, which you could just buy that for $100 or you Did could you buy a class it? for 1000 And the crazy thing about it is I'm sitting there and most of the audience was comprised of, I'd say Mexican people. Very Lots religious of, people. Yes. Very devout. A lot of, there are quite a few black people, too, because it was by Inglewood, you know, in LAX. Um, but may, I would say majority of people there were, uh, were Hispanic. And then how there many, was us. How many people there of the Church of Irony? <laughs> Actually, well, that's what's funny, because there was a group of, like, eight of us, and we're all tattooed, and we're sitting there, and it's pretty obvious that we were there for the lulls. Um. But, uh, but, you know, my friend that I went with, uh, Julian, that invited Julian Nitzberg, he did the uh, movie The Wild and Wonderful World of the Whites of West Virginia about Jessica White. So mm-hmm. I think he wants to do a documentary about exorcisms and uh, exorcists. So that's why he's researching Bob Larson. But he was, I mean, he was, you know, talking to Bob. Bob was actually really friendly. But what Bob ends up doing is the third hour, he finally gets down to doing an exorcism. And that's when I think yeah, he has a plant in the audience. For, right? Everyone's there just to see that. And he walks through the crowd and he's just staring at your eyes. And the whole time he's doing one of those kind of sort of those, uh, that, that hip, the, the hypnotist maneuver where he's like, think back to your deepest and most painful thought. When were you molested? 
did your father leave your mother? Like he's just doing all this stuff. But he's got kind of a high-pitched voice. And then he'll like kind of look at people in the crowd and put his cross on some people, throw a little bit of holy oil on other people. You um, have to sign, I mean, do you sign a waiver? Like, no, you just... I don't just, want fucking oil on me. You just sit down. I, I mean, don't want to be touched by a strange religious man. <laughs> well, you, that's, you, you wouldn't go if you, didn't, if, you, if you didn't want that to happen. <laughs> so this, so ended up, what ended up happening in the crowd that we saw, there was this guy who kind of looked like Bruce Willis. Uh, he was covering tattoos, and he was just acting really squirrely, like Young staring Bruce at the Willis ground. Or Bruce Willis now? Now. Like Bruce Willis probably... Age, yeah, I'd say Bruce Willis... Circa 1998. He was already bald. So Bruce... Right. Was Bruce Wilson... Um, I'm trying... Like, I gotta say this. Die Hard 3. Bruce sure. Willis Die Hard 3. Um, and so this guy was wearing, like, sweatpants. He just kind of looked like an ex-convict. And as soon as Bob went over to him, he just kind of put his cross on the head. The dude jumped at him and just started screaming in, like, a demonic tongue. Like, Did he take a swing? What? What? Did he take a swing? Yeah, no, he grabbed him and was trying to punch him. And then, like, uh, Bob has, like, four lackeys that one guy had a Jesus Freak shirt on. And he just, they grabbed him and held him down. And then that was the guy that they exercised. Had to have been a plant. And the whole time, Bob's screaming at him, like, Satan, get out of this man. I want to talk to the demon. And he would take his leather-bound Bible and be like, Bible. And one of his lackeys would give him the Bible. And he would just smack him across the face with it. Hmm. Like, oh, yeah, he's really physical. Very violent. It'd be cool to watch him... uh exercise an actual plant like a ficus is <laughs> in the room a fern yeah so he check goes this around out the room to all the people and then he's like no that potted philodendron just to give <laughs> you an idea of how intense it became because the, the mexicans in the crowd started standing up at one point and they all held their crosses out that they had bought for a hundred dollars and they're all screaming praise jesus jesus praise jesus and just over and over again now, do the mexicans call jesus jesus or do they call him jesus i think they're saying jesus because they're you know because they're pronouncing the white like, people you know, they're with they're bob put on airs so this is an exorcism that i didn't see but this is uh, one of them one of them i found online I think it was from Atlanta, but he's exercising this uh, black guy named Brandon. But listen to this. This is how intense it gets, Wankily. First of all, before you play this, the reason you know it's fake is because there's no black person named Brandon. <laughs> what the fuck? He's yours. Not for long. You always See the demon voice? That's a lie. <laughs> if he was always going to be yours shown him to me tonight. Yes, sir. What is your name? Narbob. Narbob? Narbob? Wasn't that little gray cat that used to fucking piss off Garfield? What? Yeah, I'm not quite. Possessing people now? Did he say normal? <laughs> Sounded like normal. That was the that was the, the mischievous cat that was uh, Garfield's nemesis. Right. Well, he was he was, he was perfect. He was sort he was, of like he was perfect. He was right? the Eddie Eddie Haskell of cats of the Garfield world. But what, but didn't he come across as this like perfect cat? Right. But yet yeah. he was when John know. was around. But then when John would leave, he would do stupid, you know, mean shit. Everyone has a normal in their life. You know that. Yep. Sometimes um, he possesses you. Land. What language? What is it? That's that's the best thing about it because Bob's trying to get the language of the demon. He's like, "What language are you speaking?" They're all speaking English. Yeah, it sounds like English to me. <laughs> oh, they all speak English. All these demons, they they totally know how to speak English. So you know, America's the land of the devil. What else are they going to sp- speak? It would be great if he was speaking jive. Oh, that's it. <laughs> 
Napoleon. <laughs> what about Napoleon? I don't think his exorcisms really work over the radio because it just sounds like a bunch of bullshit. It sounds like community theater, right? Like community, like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Improv? Like, okay, it, get up it there. It looked like improv to me. Um, this goes on and on, but people, you can go search for Bob Larson and you can see a whole list of his exorcisms. One of my favorite ones that, uh, I don't think we have time to play here, but he does an exorcism where he exercises a gay demon out of this like really effeminate man. (laughs) I I don't think it works. The demon is making him effeminate, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. He's no longer gay after that. Um, does the demon have a gay demon voice? Like. Kind of. The, the whole time he was like, kind of sounded like Fred Schneider. He was like, ew, ew, <laughs> ew. Sure, I've always, I've always been suspicious of Fred Schneider. He is an embodiment of a demon on earth. He sounded like Liberace taking a shit. <laughs> what a, so he picks one guy out of the audience. What happened? I mean, that's, that implies that there's only one person that's possessed by a demon. What if like you're also possessed by a demon, but you're like, God damn it, I didn't get picked. Not to walk around with his demon for another month. Well, that's the thing. So these the people, seminar. these people, go to multiple seminars, and so Bob's going to be right. back in town in, in uh, Pasadena in January. So I, I imagine some of these same people will show up because they've seen him before and they want to get picked. Is it like going on the prices right, where you like try and wear the craziest clothing you can, you can get so you get picked? I think what you need to do. Well, first of all, I think this guy was a plant. I think all of them are plants. But if you're not a plant, and I think what you need to do is go there and act really weird when he's walking around, like stare at the ground, like as if you're really uncomfortable, and then like he'll Charles come Manson over. Charles Manson at his uh, parole hearing, weird. That that is exactly how you have to behave. Method acting. That's what you need to do. If if, if he could pull it off. But anyway, what what ended up happening with this guy? I mean, whether it was real or not, I mean, it took like a half an hour. At the end of it, the dude's crying and shaking, and his mother was crying and hugging him. He was puking his guts out in a trash can. I got it all on film. Nice. Yeah, and then Bob just kind of hangs out, and uh, we we went and got we got pictures taken with him, and uh, I was chatting with him too about um, if he still you know he um, is still in contact with uh, Zena Lavey, who renounced the Church of Satan. And uh, even her, she finally figured it out. My dad's shit was lame. And then he was going off about uh, Vice Magazine, I guess, did a story on him and uh, his daughters and exposed them all as the frauds that they are. And he was, it was funny because I was talking, we were chatting with him and he was like, oh, he was, you know, they did, they totally tricked us, pulled the wool right over our eyes. And I was like, well, really? He's like, think, I was like, look at the name of the magazine. He's like, yep, I should have went. He said, that was my first instinct, the name of that magazine. So you'd think a man with the power to like overpower demons would would not be able to be uh, hoodwinked by a liberal magazine from Brooklyn. Yeah, but then you know you know the demon he's trying to uh, to overpower is uh, his his bank demon. He just wants more money. So I figure what if he's on Vice, a- avarice is that what that's called? Greed. That's what oh, he greed. is. Yeah, avarice. Is greed, I think are greed and avarice the same thing. Yeah. He, he's he, he's possessed by a greed demon, so he's willing to bilk these poor Mexicans out of their hard-earned money. You know, the they, almighty dollar. You know, he's got they, a hold of you. These Mexicans sell chiclets. Their kids sell chiclets. They sell tortillas on the Angeles. streets tortillas, of downtown yes. LA. And uh, and said, what are they doing? They're spending a hundred dollars, their hard-earned money, on these uh, on this these trinkets. Yeah, but they don't pay taxes, so. <laughs> I don't know. These guys, Bob Larson, Creflo Dollar, 
uh, what's his name? Uh, Pat, Ted Haggard, Pat, they're all frauds. And it's funny to see them live. I kind of want to see Benny Hinn. That's not, yeah, Benny Hinn. Have you heard of that guy? Not Benny Hill. Yeah, he's been around forever. Benny Hinn. He's the faith healer. Yeah, he's been around forever. Oh, God, I want to see that guy so bad. Let's see if it works. I'll pretend to have like polio or something. Oh, what about your asthma? My asthma. Can you cure my asthma? <laughs> of course you can. He never says he can't cure something. Well, you know, he does that. Though. What I've always wondered about Benny Hinn, and people, if you've seen him on TV, you know that I'm talking about, he'll put his, his palm of his hand on your forehead, and then do you just fall? Like you just lose yeah, your fall. balance? Yeah. Overcome by the power of Jesus? Well, he's like knocking the, the sickness out of you, yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. I want to see that live. I'm going to see Benny Hinn next. But uh, Reverend Bob Larson's a great time. If he comes to your town, you should definitely check it out. Uh, people, this is episode uh, 393 here, Sick and Wrong. You know the way the show works. Wackily and I talk about disturbing things. Um, the dis- most disturbing news item of the week. And you can send in your, your stories to sickandwrongpodcast.com, Facebook, Twitters. And if we give you credit for it, we'll send you a Sick and Wrong care package because we're nice people. Um, yeah, we got a few stories here, Wackerly. Before we get to that, people, you need to support our sponsors. Because if you support our sponsors, then you support Sick and Wrong. to your sex life? Go to adamandeve.com. You'll get 50% off your purchase, free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual, we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no. Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. So the first story here came in from Chris. Chris is the night manager of the Stanley Hotel in Southampton, UK. Uh, Chris says, no sick and wrong makes Chris a dull boy. Glad to hear you're not throwing the towel in just yet, boys. Well, that's a good thing, because uh, Chris might go insane working all night at the Stanley. Is it the Stanley, or is it the Stan Lee? It's the Stanley. Oh, the Stanley Hotel. Yeah, the Stanley Hotel. I know. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the making of a horror movie, right? Sounds like a it. crazed night manager. Just because he can't listen to his favorite podcast. He's got the keys to everybody's room. Goes nuts with an axe. Well, in Bath salts. Sex and an axe and bath salts. Sex, axe, and bath salts. Yeah, that sounds like do a good movie. Do you chop them up first and then fuck them and then do the bath salts or bath salts, then fuck, then axe, or bath salts, then axe, then fuck? He would do it in an order that would surprise you, Wackerly. Because you don't want the cops to figure out your M.O. Yeah. <laughs> he, does, he doesn't have a pattern. We can't figure it out. <laughs> Even though it always happens when this one guy is working at the Stanley Hotel. We'll never get it down. 
And why is this bloody axe behind the counter? <laughs> it's got semen all over it and blood and bath salts. It's a good story, though. Uh, a few people sent this story in, actually. Um, current story. Derek Medina posts photo of his wife's body and a murder confession to Facebook. There you go. Facebook. The beginning, the cause and solution to all of life's problems. The beginning and end of evil on the Internet. Facebook. You just stay off of Facebook when you're drinking and Twitter and all social media. Twitter's not as bad, but definitely it's Facebook. You know, Twitter gets pretty bad, especially, yeah, when you're drunk, you say also some stupid shit. Also, text messaging. <laughs> you shouldn't do that. Text messaging, I don't think is as bad as Twitter. Well, because you're only being an ass in front of one person. One person, yeah. Unless you send a group text, then it's pretty bad because <laughs> then it's all your bad. close friends. Yeah. But with Twitter, though, have you ever done that where it's like you're kind of high or you're really drunk and you, you think you're being clever and you put out a tweet? Of and then the next morning you wake up and you're like, really? God. That was the dumbest shit I've ever said in my life. And you delete it, but people already knew you put it out there. I never, I never delete it. I like, people, I like to have my shame for posterity. But that's the thing. It's, 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 it should be called shame book. Shame book. <laughs> Shitter. Shitter and shame book. Shitter and shame book. I think that's what we're going to rename it. So uh, a horrifying crime scene in South Miami, of course, it has to be Florida, hit shame book on Thursday when a man posted a photo of his dead wife and a confession that he had killed her. That's going to really impress the relatives. I wonder how many likes he got from her family. Um, that's another thing, too. Like, you know, I'm on Facebook as D. Simon. I don't have a personal page. So if I post something, it's I don't give a shit what the sick and wrong fans think. <laughs> but if, everybody, but, everybody knows that you're D Simon. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like I could post a picture of my balls and be like, "Oh, D's being Randy." But the thing is, like, <laughs> if you're a normal guy, you know, with a family and kids, and you work, and you you're friends with your social circle includes people you work with, your coworkers, your boss, your wife's relatives. When you do something like kill your wife and post a picture of her corpse. Everyone's going to see it. Well, they're probably going to figure the family's going to figure that one out, anyways, right? Yeah, eventually. They might as well find out on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Medina posted the photo around noon uh, today, Thursday, with the words, Rest in peace, Jennifer Alfonso. Is it, can, can the murderer write rest in peace? No. <laughs> the mourners have to write that. Or the cops, or just random people on the internet that, did, that didn't know her. But if you killed somebody, you're not allowed to say arrested. No. Um, I'm going to post the photo. Unless it was a mercy killing and they you know, were hooked up to a bunch of tubes. Well, then you could do that, yeah. But if you're, like, you know, killing someone with a gun and then you're taking a picture of her bleeding corpse, um, yeah, you shouldn't say rest in peace. Uh, the image shows his wife's body slumped backwards from her knees on the floor in what appears to be the couple's kitchen. Um, it looks like she's kind of sliding into a backspin. <clears throat> I don't know if you could tell. Yeah. Um, it's kind of acrobatic. Her face and arms are covered in blood. I'm going to post the picture to our, uh, to our website so you can see it. Um, very graphic photo. <laughs> it's basically a snuff picture that we're going to put on our website. Just, it's, I mean, let's it's just, a snuff let's just, picture, Let's just yeah. get it out there and say what it is, right? It's a snuff picture. It's a picture of a dead woman who's bleeding heavily. Yeah. If it was a movie, we'd be doing something illegal, right? Like, you're not allowed to push snuff movies, but because it's just a photo, it's perfectly fine. 
Well, look at all, look at all the other uh, the Rotten.com, all those other websites. Yep. Live leak. Yep. Um, Derek Medina, thirty-one, not only posted this picture, he also told his shame book friends he was going to prison or a death sentence for killing my wife. Adding, "Love you guys, miss you guys, take care, Facebook people. You'll see me in the news." There's his, his Facebook confession. Do you even need a trial for this guy? You always have to have a trial. I guess you do, but I mean, do you think this will be... Because somebody could have hacked him. <laughs> <laughs> will this hacked. be Exhibit A? I got hacked, then my wife got hacked up. There's <laughs> a lot of hacking going on in South Miami. Plus, you know, I was just, I was crazy. I ate a, I ate a Twinkie or two, too many, <laughs> and I <laughs> killed my wife and I posted on Facebook, not guilty. The infamous Twinkie defense. It worked. For Harvey Milk, right? Well, Harvey Dan Milk's White. assailant, Dan White. How did it work that he just didn't get the he just didn't get the death penalty? Because yeah, still I think he jail. he's still in. I think he still went. Yeah, he went to prison. Did or he? like an Wait. insane asylum. Yeah, but he didn't get the death penalty. He didn't get the death penalty. He writes, uh, "My wife was punching me, and I'm not going to stand any more of the abuse. So I did what I did. I hope you understand me." So I choked her to death. <laughs> I think he shot her. No, there's not enough blood. Oh, maybe I not. think he like beat her in the head or choked her. I mean, there there is blood, so he must have at least hit her a couple times. But it looks like he just choked her. Yeah, you know, I don't understand you, um, Derek. <laughs> I mean, okay, it's annoying. I've had girlfriends that like to smack their boyfriends, you know, which is kind of an annoying character trait for some girls. They'll be like, "Oh, shut up, you silly goose," and they'll smack you, but they'll smack you hard. You'll get or hit in the face. They'll pinch you really hard. I used to have a girlfriend who loved to pinch really hard. I used to have the ones that would cuff you in the back of the head. And yeah, it's just like, if I did that to you, like if I backhanded you right now, I'd be going to jail for assault. I mean, if I have the leather mask on <laughs> and like the handcuffs, yeah, they'd beat the fuck out of me. But that's just, but in public, like place. at the mall. But not yet. Yeah, not with them. Like, I'm like making toast in the morning and like trying to read the paper. Or shopping for shoes at the shoe pavilion. Yeah, or online. Yeah. And you just come up and hit me in the face. Fuck that's, off. That's not cool. No. Although it's not cool to uh, retaliate with a knife and uh, stab the girl and then take a picture of her while she's bleeding out on the floor. Right. At least could have fixed her hair. <laughs> it's, all like, it's all like mashed up in the corner of the kitchen. We could have crossed her legs because she doesn't look like she has kind of a gut sticking out there. Well... <laughs> she does have a gut. Doesn't look like it. I would say she that does have photo nice socks on. I will say that. I'm going to give her a four out of ten. This is a this is a typical uh, female. I'm lounging around the house outfit. Yeah, but she's, she's not like even wearing sexy yoga. Pants yoga. On, but those aren't socks. sexy yoga pants. Those look like sweatpants to me. No, they're yo- They're sexy yoga pants. They don't look sexy when you're the, with a girl who's kind of overweight. Oh, yeah, forget the fact that she's fucking dead. That's fine for you. <laughs> oh, I like that pale look of the corpse. A uh, child was found at the scene, but was uh, unharmed. I wonder what he told the kid. You know, for, for the hours that the hours that elapsed until he got arrested. I mean, what, what did like, the kid? Well, your mom, your mom was writing checks her ass couldn't cash. Now look at her. <laughs> Let that be a lesson. Your mom's resting. She's so sleepy. No. Lazy bitch. That's not a lesson. You gotta let, like, you know, if you're gonna w- talk the talk, you better walk the walk. Look at your mom. Look what happened to her. <laughs> so, what, he's gonna scare the kid straight? Well, scare him tough. 
Yeah, maybe. Maybe that people work. always people always say like when you say if you're gonna walk if you're gonna talk the talk you better walk the walk. They I think they always take it to mean like oh well don't talk the talk. Or the other lesson could be well I better learn to walk the walk. <laughs> I better like get huge, take some steroids, and learn karate. Or maybe just and walk. then I'll still talk shit and then I'll just beat the fuck out of people. Or maybe walk out of the house and go get another family. <laughs> That's also <laughs> actually an is option. wealthy and can take care of you. Send you to college. Well, it looks like they have a nice kitchen. Well, I mean, the guy was an author. Uh, this is my favorite part of the story here. He, Medina had authored a number of self-help e-books, and, uh, including this one ironically titled here, How I Save Someone's Life and Marriage and Family Problems Through Communication. Oh, you have a communications degree. When was the last time you helped somebody? Uh, podcasting? You know, how many people <laughs> oh, have we right. helped? You know what's funny about this guy's self-help ebooks here? First of all, they have uh, unusually long titles. Um, But also, like he says, uh, he helps save someone's life, marriage, and family problems through communications. He spells through T-H-R-U. So he's using like Facebook shorthand. Shorthand. Yeah. I bet you it's a bestseller now, though. That's what you need to do. When you you self-publish, like this is where I failed miserably. Um... I need to pull a stunt like this that gets in the news. The problem is killing somebody isn't the type of publicity that I'd want, but it's a good publicity stunt. I mean, I bet you this guy has a bestseller now. Well, you really don't have to be so picky about getting a girlfriend if you're just going to murder her. So just go on <laughs> OkCupid and take the first one. Get the first one that comes along? Yeah. Um, listen to some of the other titles. Here's my, here's my favorite title of another book. And this guy's written like 10 books. Here's another book that he's written. He's a prolific author. Um, the cover of his latest book is World, Just Ask Yourself Why We Are Living a Life Full of Lies and How I Am an Emotional Writer Made All of My Professional Dreams Come True Blocking Society's Teachings. Hmm. I just said that in one breath. I think he was kind of losing it. I think that so too. That wasn't even English. He has a website called emotionalwriter.com. <laughs> But yeah, like he... Uh, that would work if he was uh, like an 80s R&B singer. Emotional writer, like Babyface. Yeah. Um, but the, all the books have really long, bizarre titles. I mean, I'm not going to keep reading them, but he claims in some of his books that he can hunt ghosts and once saved his wife from a ghost attack while they were vacationing in New York. An anal ghost? Probably. Um, you <laughs> know how like you... an episode in the first 10 episodes. What the hell is with the anal ghosts? They come out of your butthole. I think it's because uh, that's what, that's what makes you fart. That's not what it was about. Well, I, I think, remember. but the, but the, you could you could fart potentially from a, or have diarrhea from an anal ghost um, because they haunt your uh, colon. Uh, they get up. That's where they hang out when they're not haunting people. They just hang out in your butthole. I think no. I think they haunt you, but in your butthole. <clears throat> I think that's just, the way it works. Just your butthole, or womb, because they had a uterus oh, yeah, ghost the w- too. Uterus ghost. Um, in another book, he says here, or Medina indicates that he's had experiences with aliens, UFOs, and he breaks down his comparison of humans and aliens. This guy sounds like a schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. He's crazy. Um, he talks about end times, the destruction of the world. He says, why are we not working on creating technology for a time travel machine? We need an evacuation emergency plan. And I think... What he did to his wife was his evacuation emergency plan from that shitty marriage he was in. Sounds like that's what it sounds like to me. Now he gets to be in a prison marriage, though. 
Yeah, he's probably going to write some great books in prison. Can't, re- can't wait to see those titles. How I Stretch My Butthole to Five Times Its Original Size <laughs> <laughs> by Derek Medina. Um, how to Have the Most Fun Out of a Prison Rodeo <laughs> and Not Sustain Permanent Anal Damage. Um, Internet trolls have already found his book about marriage on Barnes & Noble's site. And uh, one of the uh, trolls wrote, what a fantastic book. My, my wife was rustling my jimmies, but I didn't want to get a divorce. Instead, I read his book and shot her in the face. That's a good idea. Never get your jimmies rustled. You shouldn't. So, yeah, I don't know. I wonder if this dude's books, like what will happen? Like, what, do you think his books are going to sell out and now his kid is going to be the uh, benefactor? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, they, they're e-books. They can't sell out, right? Well, I mean, do you think they're going to be extremely successful now? Because I bet you... Uh, I, I bet you they'll sell 10 times the copies that have been sold previously, yet that still will be a paltry sum. But, you know, looking at the picture, the guy lived in South Miami. It's a pretty wealthy area. You look at that picture, um, his house looked kind of nice. It's nicer than your house. Well, yeah. The market's uh, depressed. Well, okay, maybe. But I bet you he's made a little bit of money off his weirdo schizophrenic ramblings. I doubt it. She probably made the money. She looks like yeah. a hard worker. She's probably a paralegal or something. I bet you that's what it was. I bet you she supported him. She's probably an attorney, and she's just like, yeah, my husband could just raise a kid. Instead, yep. he fancies himself an author. Schizophrenic. I, I guess here's the, here's the lesson learned. Don't marry a schizophrenic person, because they'll kill you in the kitchen and post a photo on Facebook. You can never tell, though. No. Well, you can, no, there's lots of times you can't tell. How about that? Yeah. Anyway, what do you got here, Wackerly? That's why when you start dating somebody, you always got to be giving them the evil eye. Be like, you seem cool, but are you nuts? <laughs> I like, usually the answer is yes. I like doing the full uh, Blade Runner test, like the uh, replicant the test. Comp. Yeah. You ask them about turtles and shit? <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. And I register their response. What do you have here for story number two? I have a story that I don't know who sent it in, and maybe nobody did. Maybe it was just generated out of the ether. But uh, it's about Michael Areola, hmm. which is also the name for the nipple, the outer side part. Of, it's yeah. just the circular part of the nipple, right? Yeah, it's like the, the landing pad ring. of the nipple. Yeah, it's like the nipple's yard. Yeah, kind of like like the ring around the nipple. <laughs> right, like if the nipple was a yurt. The area that would be would the be area, like, yeah. The, would be the the lawn. Yeah, more or less. And then it's just in the middle of a desert wasteland, which is the rest of the tit. <laughs> the hill. <laughs> the lonely yurt yeah. on the hill. Like if a girl was like in the bath and just the tit was coming up out of the water, it'd be like a, a desert island and then like a little man, he made a yurt and then he like made a little lawn around the yurt and that's the areola. That would be the areola, yes. Thanks for clarifying. I, I had no idea. I would get my binoculars out and be like, it looks like there's another island over there, and another little man lives in a year. I'm going to go check out what he's doing. What about the hairy thicket that's a little further down? <laughs> no, that's dangerous. That's like the pit of Sarlacc. <laughs> down there. <laughs> and then the underwater butthole. 
creepy. Don't go anywhere near there. Yeah. So there's little men that live in women's nipples, and they uh, have adventures. Uh, <laughs> Michael Ariola, he is a self-employed carpet cleaner. I don't want to hear any more about the hairy thicket. <laughs> He's 58 years old. And uh, he found himself fancying a uh, an 81-year-old that he was introduced to by his ex-husband, or he knew her through his her, her ex-husband. So he's 58, and this woman's 81? She's an 81-year-old bird, so she's, uh, what, 27 years older than him? Getting on in years, though. I mean, if you're 18 and you're trying to bone a... That's like 23 years older. But yeah, that's quite that's a that's a couple decades right, though. Right, I did the math. But it's a couple decades. I mean, it's a significant age difference. Why? I mean, if you're if you're 18 and you're trying to bone a 40 year old though, 41 year old, that's not bad. Yeah, but you know what's weird? What's weird about it? That's cougar territory. If the situation was reversed though, if if he was 81 and he was boning a you know 58 year old woman, we wouldn't think it as strange. I would. I would not as strange. I would think of Hugh Hefner. Which is weird. It's weird, but I mean, it's still kind of like, well, you know, you can take Viagra, get it up, and bone No, it's gross. We even discussed this on the show about how they like would have like these contests, and they would like these little shriveled. Okay, pills. but Rupert Murdoch. Still gross. It's gross, but I mean, it's a it's much more commonplace than an eighty year old year old woman who's having sex with a younger man. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. Although it seems more feasible when you think about it. I mean, you just get some Astroglide. The, it's just a hole. The hole's still there. And, you know, being the younger man, it's easier to get your dick hard. Because the weird thing about the old guy and the young chick is, you know, just that really pathetic, gross, shriveled dick that can't really get hard because your heart doesn't work very well anymore. Yeah, but think of that shriveled, dried-up minge. It's just a hole. Like I said, you just, sla- you just slather some Astroglide in there, and you go at it. All right, Wackerly, which golden girl did you jack off to? All of them. It was a gangbang. <laughs> they all came into my room at night and just had their way with me. I, I bet you your parents were just like, oh, we need to talk to Lance. This well, is just aberrant behavior. Anymore. <laughs> so you're like, Golden Girls are on. Leave me alone. <laughs> Alf was there just in the closet in the corner watching me. Alf's, Alf's calling out the positions. Yeah. Switch. <laughs> Switch. It's like volleyball. <laughs> Rotate. <laughs> Rotate. <laughs> just fucking banging on my balls like it's a volleyball. Serve. Uh, it's a disgusting mental image. Back well, to the I'm story of this guy fucking an 81-year-old I'm just saying, I, I could fuck an 81-year-old right now way better than when I'm 81, I could fuck a 37-year-old. You have no idea how your cock will work. It won't work. You think your cock's going to work really great when you're 81? Viagra, look at Hugh Hefner. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Your balls are going to be down to your fucking ankles. That's, girls, you don't see that being a problem? Yep, girls love that, though. Yeah, they love that. They put it out around <laughs> their shoulders like a mink stole. Oh, I love this. So sexy. <laughs> fucking gray nut hair. That really turns them on. It's all craggly. It's like uh, salt and pepper. <laughs> salt and pepper. Like George Clooney's hair. <laughs> Just think of George Clooney when you're looking at my gross fucking gray, <laughs> wrinkly balls. Well, <laughs> he liked her. <laughs> <laughs> he 
He took her out one day to the bar, and he uh, he was aggressively ordering her beers. They live in Wheat Ridge, uh, which I think is in Florida or something. Jefferson County? Yeah, it's Florida. It sounds like a fucking cracker. Wheat Ridge. How do you aggressively <laughs> order a beer? I think when uh, this is the uh, the people who work there say he was aggressively ordering beers. I just think you know many uh, in frequent uh, like you succession. Know. God, like just... this fucking gnat is driving me crazy. Sorry, folks. Leave that in <laughs> <laughs> texture to the show. But this gnat is just keep flying in my fucking face. So is he just like you know before she even finishes one, he's like barkeep another beer, yes. two more, two more. Oh, you got to get one for yourself. Yeah, uh, yeah, just keep them coming. Pitchers, bottles, pints. I guess I've done the same thing. But she's drinking them, right? Yeah. So what is that? She's knocking say? them back. She was seen struggling to maintain her balance. She even fell into a wall. Which, when you see an eighty-one-year-old struggling to maintain their balance and falling into a wall, you got to start thinking they might be having a stroke and probably call the ambulance. <laughs> Not that guy. He's sense. getting a boner. Not that guy, and strangely enough, none of the people who work at the bar. Oh, Granny's drunk. Yeah, but yeah, okay, okay. The, you know, the, but honestly, Wackerly, in their defense, she's got a little thing that she wears around her neck that she can press a button that says, I've fallen and I can't get up, and an True. emergency response team will come out and, and fix her. Is that, does that still work? Yeah, they all wear those things. That seemed kind of like a scam, speaking of scams earlier. No, and they all wear those things. So, so if she ends up falling... You know, whatever. Why, why do I have to is, get up from the, the bar? Is that the medical alert bracelet, or that's something else, right? No, it's like a necklace that they have on that they just. What about kind the of... thing that you clap? Oh, that's the clamp. Clap on. That turns on your lights. <laughs> Could you hook that up to your medical alert? Whatever you call your life alert. That's what it's called. The life alert. Your pacemaker. Yeah. Clap on. <laughs> <laughs> With a, a chia pet. <laughs> God. Um. And listen to this. So he, he got her into, into his car finally, and he uh, took her home, to her home, <laughs> the old lady's home, and several hours passed before the woman's granddaughter, who was in charge of this old lady's care, returned to the house. There, she found Ariola and her gram- grandma na- naked in bed. God, wait, so she caught them in the act? They were naked in bed. It was six hours later. I mean, they probably were. Uh, is there a name for that where you're like just laying around post 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 coital cuddling post coital coital cuddling? Wow! So what did I mean? Could you imagine the horror of walking in? I mean, it's bad enough horror when you catch your parents horror. both, but, but when you catch your parents going at it, but she, you know, she's catching her grandmother going at and it. A stranger, basically. Huh. Who would you well, scold in that situation? Who are you to scold anybody? Who would you high Granny five? Went, Granny went out and got drunk and got laid. <laughs> I don't see what the fucking terror is. Actually, the terror comes up later. It's not that terrifying. I'll just, I'll just foreshadow like that. <laughs> Spoiler the, alert. The granddaughter was very upset, needless to say. Yeah, eye bleach is necessary. The, the uh, Her father, which isn't necessarily the grandma's son... Because it might have been the other side of the tree, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, the granddaughter's father lived a couple doors down, and so she went and got him. He came back with his gun and told Mar- Michael Ariola to get the fuck out of there. Uh, at which point, Michael Ariola called 911 <laughs> because a gun was being waved in his face. So he called 911. I mean, I guess, what did he do? Did he rape the woman? 
Well, you know, that's up for interpretation. I don't want to blame the victim or anything, but maybe she shouldn't have been so sexy. <laughs> uh, when the cops... <laughs> When the cops got there, she was still super wasted and began vomiting, and she suggested to them that uh, the sex was not a matter of free will. And later in court, she said the same thing, that she feels that Michael Ariola coerced her into sex. uh, Not coerced, but, you know, forced her into sex or got her drunk. I mean, it's a great was Okay, if I was a lawyer, I would be like, all right, Alzheimer's. If you were who, if you were Michael's lawyer, or yeah. If, if I was Michael's lawyer, lawyer, I think she obviously has Alzheimer's. Doesn't I don't think that's a good, a good defense thing. because now you're you're sort of implying that he was taking advantage of somebody who couldn't consent. He didn't know. How would you know she had Alzheimer's? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is that a, all? Is that a good all defense? he saw was a sexy eighty year old lady, a sexy octogenarian. Right. I don't know. I mean, I wish I wish that when I was 81, you know, people were coming and getting me drunk and fucking me, but I'm a guy. You never know. I I hear I hear those those old people get quite randy in the uh convalescent homes. It's Yeah, I've heard that too. A lot of sex, a lot of herpes. Yeah. But who cares? No, at that point. You're not going to get pregnant, and if you get herpes, like who gives a shit? Let an STD ravage my shriveled genitalia. Not going right. to need it in about five years when and I they die. Have the, they, have, they have a whole di- drug dispensary in those places. I mean, you can get the penicillin. It's not like you even matter. have to make a special trip. You trip. You just walk down the hall. It's right there. Give me some AIDS. I don't care. <laughs> AIDS. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would be. Yeah, like personally, oh. I'd be like, yes, give me AIDS, sweet release, please. Yeah, exactly. What's the alternative? Sitting in a wheelchair in a convalescent home for the next fifteen Having years? Lots of sex. Well, well, you have to have like so this. But you, your kids begrudgingly visit you for five minutes. I don't want them to visit. No. Just go bang some old ladies. Get AIDS. <laughs> right. I mean, when they're visiting, it means I can't be boning some old bag or trying to. So what if it's this? Up. This is Michael Ariola's fetish, his old ladies. I think he just liked her. I think he's an opportunist. I think he just liked her. You know, because it says he met her through um, the, the grandma's hu- husband, which I guess is the grandpa. Uh, so he just took a fancy to her. Maybe she's maybe she's a hot one. She's a hussy, that's for sure. I didn't think old ladies drink beer like that. Oh man, my Do aunt they? Pauline. Yeah, she drank a six pack of beer every day and smoked like a pack of cools every day. <laughs> and I'm sure on the I'm sure like everybody else on the weekend she like you know amped it up a little bit with probably some wild turkey. She lived I'm, to be she lived to be like eighty five. Oh, she's dead now. I was about to say, how come you never introduced me to her? Can you connect us on Facebook? <laughs> She's 85. She doesn't have time for Facebook. She'd be like, no, I'm drinking. I don't even want a computer. You know, that, that's one thing. People always say they're worried about getting old. <clears throat> like they're upset about it. They fear aging. But it's like when you're old, you can retire. Hopefully you save up enough money and just be a bitter curmudgeon. Drink every day. Start using drugs. You know, Yeah, but- there's a guy who... Um- the one of the dive the bars youth. that I frequent, one of the dive bars that I frequent, whenever there's baseball on, you see this guy in there. He's got to be 80 something, just real old. He's got the hat on that says whatever like ship he was on in World War II, you know, uh, probably a great guy. But uh, the thing is, during the week when these baseball games are on, just the tattooed hussy is always bartending that dresses like, you know, like the biggest slut on the planet. And you know he just loves it. <laughs> it's probably he the highlight the, of his week. The, 
Yeah, he hates that other sort of like uh, punk rock kids are in there jamming like loud, annoying music. You know what to him what is not probably annoying. It's annoying to me to, to be honest with you. But you know he just loves that there's like you know he's eighty something and there's this like twenty two year old uh you know broad books and tattoo like, chick. Yeah, which, what to him you know in his time would be just scandalous like basically wearing a bra and just this like mini skirt which is basically just a ribbon around her waist they were relegated to sideshows these tattooed women back then right you know so what what, do you like him wackily because that's you in about what 30 years oh i didn't say i like him (laughs) (laughs) you just want to you just know that's your future i just think it's cool that he has that opportunity i don't know how he gets home from this place because he can barely walk He drinks like Bud Light out of a bottle. That's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, people, send your stories to the Sick and Wrong Podcast at ahubnell.com. Oh, we got a few phone calls here. The Sick and Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. Um, we also got a couple emails. See if we have time for them. Uh, before we get to our first call, here's a word from our second sponsor, audible.com. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Every night with my star friends, we eat caviar and drink All right, uh, The first call we got here is uh, it's about Portland. I think a couple episodes ago, we were saying that Portland isn't as weird as Florida. Mm-hmm. And this guy uh, took umbrage to that. Umbrage. Hey, fucktards. Yeah, I have to hey, give you fucktards. props. Portland's weird. You sure he's calling, you sure he's calling it about Portland and not like the Munchkin Village? <laughs> keep Portland weird. The land of Lilliput. And the reason why Eugene, <laughs> Oregon's weird is because it's the fucking hobo cap- capital of the world. The rest of the state's great. Oh, wait, we were talking, that's what we were saying. Eugene, Oregon is a weird place. Because they, they yeah. have the, uh, the world, or the, the state fair there, and I guess there's a bunch of naked hippies and hobos and all sorts of just miscreants. Imagine how bad they must smell. And oh, correction. We have income tax, but we don't have sales tax. Retard. Okay, no sales tax. Get right. it right, man. Oh. See ya. It's Bye. not the accounting podcast. Yeah, whatever. I knew they didn't. They didn't have one tax. Like there's some. You know, like uh, I was talking to a friend of mine. He was saying that if you live like right on the border, the southern border, southernmost border town in Washington. Washington has no property tax. So what a lot of people do is they buy a home in Washington, and then they do all their shopping in uh, Oregon. Right. Which is just a good way to scam the system. It's just – whenever I hear shit like that, I think it's funny because, like, there's nothing there. But, like, people will move there to do that. Like, I live in a shithole where there's no uh, amenities or anything going on. We could, but it's very good for taxes. I'm just surprised there aren't a bunch of Jews, of Jews there. there. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. If, like, it's like for some reason there's just a shitload of Jews in the southernmost tip of Washington. But if there was a shitload of Jews, then there would be like entertainment mm. venues, right? 
you know, comedians. And, Clearly there you know, aren't. I mean, yeah. most Jews live in places where the taxes are horrible, like New York City. I think the people that live there, like the, uh, you know, like the separatists, like the people that, right. they, you know, uh, they're part of a militia or something. Yeah, the people who frankly won't, don't pay their taxes even when they live in places with taxes. People who don't want to pay taxes anyway, that hate Obama. Um, all right, the second, the second call here has to do with reality TV stars. Hey, Dean Lance. Uh, I was just listening to your show on the uh, on the video games in Detroit and everything. Uh, I was checking it out, and uh, I got to say, I'm born and raised in Las Vegas, and uh, I grew up uh, being a fucking being a Barry Sanders fan, and just kind of stuck with it. Who knew Go Barry Sanders, but uh, <laughs> go Lions. Uh, I wanted you guys to check out uh, if you get a chance, check out Hyperspin and uh, Digital Pinball uh, Gaming. Amazing shit. Hundreds of thousands of games, like, on one system, and with pinball, like, hundreds, I think, that they got it up to now digitally. It's amazing. But um, I wanted to touch on, uh, you know, uh, I, I work for a reality television show. I don't know if you've seen it. It's uh, it's called uh, Tanked on Ammo Planet. I don't know if you've seen it. It's like a fish tank show. <laughs> What's it called? Tanked? Have you ever tanked. heard of this? A, no, but it's hilarious sounding. It's a fish show tank show. all about fish tanks? Or people that collect probably aquariums. It's weird. Well, I mean, you, there's some people with just these ridiculous aquariums, right? So I could see how it'd be an entertaining. It's a strange show. hobby, yeah. But uh, just uh, I, I thought it'd be like a cool topic, basically, you know, people who start off from nothing and come up into this reality television show shit and then forget what the fuck they came from because I'm still on the lower tier and all these other motherfuckers are getting paid and I don't make any money off of any of it. You know, I mean, I make money from being out on the road and doing gigs and, and stuff like that. But what type of gigs does a fish tank guy do? I mean, is it, is he the, is this the host of the show? I think he's just one of the, uh, the actors, but it's a reality show. Yeah, but, you know, uh, Lenora casts reality shows, and she was saying that initially when a show starts, none of the actors or participants or whatever, they're actors, basically, none of the, uh, the actors make any money. But once the show is renewed for a second season, there will be standouts, and that's when you get paid. So if this like guy... talking to a celebrity. <laughs> this guy, he's a, he's a fish tank celebrity. Everybody, my bosses, like, even this guy that used to live in a trailer, fucking out in front of my fucking, in, in front of, uh, in front of the shop and shit, you know, I mean, he had a trailer, literally lived in a trailer, you know, now he's got a house. Okay, this, this show must be like Pawn Stars, where they own a, a fish tank store. Well, which you think is so? also, uh, yeah, which is also in Las Vegas. Now I'm looking at, and I'm on the webpage looking at the pictures of these guys and trying to figure out who's talking. I already forgot his name, but uh, he's from Vegas. There's Wade, there's Brett, there's Irwin, and there's Robert Robbie Redneck. What's the description of the birds. show? What's, huh? the, what's the description of the show? I don't know. It's called Tanked. It's about fish tanks. Limited about <laughs> but a, like a store that sells fish tanks. I want to, I want to talk to Agnes. Tanks. Agnes looks cute. So does really? Heather, for that matter. She's the accountant. But here, let me go to the about page. Two brothers-in-law as they run the largest aquarium manufacturing. The website's kind of fucked up, and the text is over the picture, so I can't read it. But they make fish tanks, and this is a family-owned business, and uh, 
I guess it's all about them. Yeah, so it is like that uh, that Pawn Star show. Yeah, I was thinking more. Yeah, you're right. But they, so they you. probably make custom fish tanks for you know queer, like uh, casinos and stuff like that. Of course. I wonder if we could get one since this guy likes the show. Complimentary. And like fucking, you know, he's got a bike and a truck and all this stuff, and completely forget where he where he came from. And uh, and uh, I just think it's it's a it's a crazy thing, you know, when you when you're uh, in the reality television scene. And I got to meet all kinds of television stars and TV stars, and, you know, uh, movie stars. It's but, like Matt Damon. Like that shit doesn't <laughs> no, go to my head, but Chumley. you know. I never made the money that they're making now, and I was wondering what you guys thought on what it actually is to come up in that field and start out from nothing, and then all these people, like, all the shit goes to their head. Like, I mean, I'm out from Vegas, so, I mean, you got, like, counting cars and, you know, uh, you know, Pawn Stars and, and okay. all the so other there are a bunch of going shows on there. nowadays, but... uh out in Vegas, it's like a big thing these days. But uh, I just wanted to see what you guys thought was on it. But uh, definitely check out that uh, Hyperspin, dude. I'm telling you, it's amazing. If you if you guys love video games, they got RoboCop too. <laughs> what? Later. I have to check that out. And remember the old RoboCop game on Nintendo? Vaguely, that was good. I think there was one on the Game Boy. That was a fun game. He's asking us. What we think of uh, when reality stars lose their humility and then start becoming, uh, acting like uh, rock stars and famous celebrities because of the reality TV show. And they forget their humble beginnings. Right. What are your thoughts on that? Fuck it, dude. You, you have like about, I don't know, maybe a two-year window where people give a shit about you. Take advantage while you can. Bang as many yeah. hot birds as you can. Because this this is fleeting. You're not you're not going to be the next Nick Nolte. It's you know the chances are very slim. I mean, look at the uh, Jersey Shore people. Like yeah, they're loaded. They're loaded, but you know in a few years you're going to forget about them. So so ride the rocket. Take advantage while you can. Like uh, the guy from Jersey Shore, the one with the funny hair. Uh, he's a mediocre DJ. <laughs> they all have funny hair. You know, but the one of the you know the hair I'm talking about. He's oh, the a DJ. Really funny hair. Yeah. Um. He, you know, he he's a mediocre DJ. I think his name is The Wiz. No, Pauly. Pauly. <laughs> you sure it's not The Wiz? Is it The Wiz? Is there know. a guy named The Wiz? No, it's no, Pauly D. Pauly D, that's his name. Wow, um, I seem to know a lot about it. That guy, mediocre DJ, but now because of that show, he segued into doing like $30,000 DJ gigs. So, guy, you should be like, you know, building fish tanks for celebrities and Jay Z and stuff like that while well, you can. You should make a giant hot tub so we can use it when we boycott Fred Phelps' funeral. If I was this guy, I would make a massive hot tub in the back of like a, you know, Lincoln Town car and just drive around Vegas with bitches in the hot tub and be like, I'm untanked. Come get tanked in my the, hot tub. Would the steering wheel be connected so you could drive it from the hot tub while you were in the hot tub? No, you have a driver oh. who's wearing a fish suit. Like he's dressed up like a get, fish. What if you get Clyde the orangutan from any which way to what loose to drive? Hey, orangutans are horrible drivers. Well, actually, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, they, they, they really, they're nearsighted. Um, but yeah, then I'm just saying, I, I think... You know, yeah, okay, I guess I can understand how this guy's like, you should have a little respect for yourself and respect for your surroundings where you came from, but 
Honestly, dude, you, you could do give that. Back. Yeah, but you could do that in five years. Always when you're, give back. When give back, <laughs> give back. Yeah. <laughs> we, I mean, what do you think, Waggerly? Right? What would you do if all of a sudden you became this massive, famous podcaster? If. <laughs> I think people should remain true to their roots. No, I don't know. I would just do tons of drugs. Yeah, cocaine. That's what. Because then you'd be the funny guy who's all for. drugged out. And then you could go on uh, celebrity rehab. You could be like Steve-O, who doesn't do yeah. drugs now, and no one gives a shit about him. <laughs> he's still trying to staple his eyelid, and he's like, we don't <laughs> yeah, care. Dude, we don't care. But it's come on, I just now. put a knitting needle through my balls. <laughs> Whatever. Just I'm going to watch that show now. I don't want to watch you anymore. I'm going to watch that show, Tanked. Hey, you know what? Actually, I got an idea. Hey, next time when you're filming season two, I'll send you a sick and wrong t-shirt. You got to wear it. That'd be cool. Well, they have Tanked t-shirts. I kind of wanted one of those. I'll wear a Tanked t-shirt, and we'll <laughs> do a t-shirt exchange. How about that? It'd be aw- Yeah, he really needs to wear a sick and wrong shirt. Yeah, while he's making, while he's like on the, uh, on the show, it'd be great. Why can't we be guest stars on the show? You don't even own a fish tank. No, but we could be in the tank. You mean people would buy a tank with one of us in it? It's just a gimmick. <laughs> We're just in the tank. <laughs> I got a strange request this week. We're gonna make these two podcasters want a tank for them to get in. They don't even have any fish. What is that? <laughs> is that an ugly, ugly Jew fish? We'll just be fucking naked with our, bu- <laughs> our balls pixelated. The, the like Jew fish and the nerd fish. It's I, a promotion I, for their podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for calling in, and I'll check out that website for sure. Um, people, give us a call, 206-666-3846. Uh, Wackley, we are running out of time. We don't really have much time to get through email, but I did want to give a shout-out to this guy here. Um, his name is Scott. He's been a listener to Sick and Wrong for a long-ass time. He started his own podcast called Death in Amber, and he wants us to pass on to his listeners. Uh, you know, I like the idea of this podcast. I think you should check it out. Death and Amber showcases music from bands that are no longer together and they've never made it past their local audiences. So these are bands that just were never discovered. Um, and that's what he says. He goes, <laughs> so they're I, just bad? Well, possibly. Or maybe they just got <laughs> lost in the shuffle. Maybe you know? like the lead singer died or something of an OD. Well, that's the thing. He says, inevitably, you know, the band, after being in, you know, bands pool their resources, paid to record demos and albums, only to sell them at shows and locally. Eventually, the band broke up. You know, its members got married, had kids. And some guitarist somewhere has a box of 50 unopened CDs on a shelf somewhere with a, with a few good songs on it. That's what I'm looking for. He's not in it for the money, obviously. <laughs> does he get the actual bands to come in, or does he just find the CDs and sort of play them and talk about it? I think it sounds like uh, people... Um, People send him the CDs, and then he plays the music for these un- undiscovered bands. So, so there you go, people. If you're in a band that, uh, ha- that is undiscovered, uh, go to deathandamber.com and see if you can get on Scott's show. And it sounds you interesting. Send him some Fluff Girl CDs. Yeah, there, there's a band that was undiscovered. You know, actually, I have quite a few local bands in uh, SF I might send to them. So Death and Amber is the name of the podcast. Go check it out. Um, also, thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes. I saw a few more ratings. We're, we're quickly approaching 1,200. That's my goal. 1,200 by October. What are you going to do? You're going to like write S&W on your balls or something? Was I going to do that? Yeah. No, I got to th- think of a, of a new challenge. I'll do something else. Maybe, maybe I'll eat a piece of meat. Okay, I'll eat a piece of meat if we get 2,000 by 
October. Oh By Halloween. What kind, of, what kind of meat? Your choice, Wackerly. Oh, really? Okay, great. And it can't be like a penis or something like that. Wise acre. What about a cow penis? Like not a human penis, but an a, a cow penis. penis? Maybe I'll eat that, that weird, um, that artificial meat they're making. How about that? I'll get an artificial meat sandwich. Uh, you know that in well, vitro well, meat? That's to, that's to be determined. Okay, to be determined. Anyway, go to iTunes, do a search for Sick and Wrong, subscribe and rate the show. We appreciate it. Uh, new t-shirts coming soon. Right now, you can go to sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. You can buy uh, the current t-shirt, or you can go to the Cafe Press store and uh, buy the new Sick Renan tea. Um, but yeah, I'll have new t-shirts available quite soon. A little snafu going on with the printer. And uh, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. I like this one. It's got a good title. Very catchy. Uh, Richard sent it in. He says, never heard this before. Apparently the first white reggae artist to have ever had a hit in Jamaica. Uh, this tune is perfect for Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. Very catchy. Up with the Cock by Judge Dredd. But it's not D-R-E-D-D. It's D-R-E-A-D. Judge Dredd. Okay. All right. Yeah. Up with the Cock. So we're going to end the show here with Up with the Cock. Uh, people, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with episode 394. Till then, take it sleazy. Good night. girl who works on the farm if you listen to me i'll tell you a yarn always asleep by 10 o'clock at six on the dots it's up with the cock up with the cock up with the cock at six o'clock it's up with the cock Milk a herd of jerseys At seven's her first stick She warms her hands To please the cows When she gives a pull on the tit Pull on the tit Pull on the tit Up with the cock Up with the cock At six o'clock It's up with the cock Smelly job is when she cleans the yard Scraping up the cow dung Yes, life on the farm so hard It's so hard, it's so hard Pull on the tip, pull on the tip Up with the cock, up with the cock At six o'clock, it's up with the cock was in the field one sunny day, ploughing all alone. She caught her foot in the driving chain, it made her scream and moan. Scream and moan, scream and moan. It's so hard, it's so hard. Pull on the tick, pull on the tick. Up with the cock, up with the cock at six o'clock. It's up with the cock, gone! It's time to harvest corn, sunshine is just a trick But when the weather's nasty, it has to come in quick Come in quick, come in quick Scream and moan, scream and moan It's so hard, it's so hard Pull on the tick, pull on the tick Up with the cock, up with the cock At six o'clock, it's up with the cock Go on!
Hello? Hey, Bob, dude. I'm totally sorry, but the, it didn't sound good. No, you are sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, you... motherfucker. <laughs> You're not bugging me at all. What? All right, yeah. Can we can we do it one more time? I want to get the uh, those two things for again. For, so it just didn't come out that that good that time. So okay. Okay, wait a minute. You want me to do both of them again? Yeah, yeah. So do um. Actually, we're do uh. You're listening to Sick and Wrong. This is Bob Madigan. You're listening to Sick and Wrong with Dean Lance. With who? With uh, <laughs> Dean Lance. So this, this is Bob Madigan. You're listening to Sick and Wrong. Just do that. Yeah. Okay, you uh, ready? I'm ready. This is Bob Madigan, a.k.a. Donkey Daddy, and you're listening to Sick and Wrong. Oh, dude, that was perfect. And then uh, one more say, uh, this is Bob Madigan, and happy anniversary, sick and wrong. Okay. Happy anniversary, sick and wrong. This is Bob. Peace out.